Welcome to In the Oil Patch, presented by Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine and sponsored by Steer. In the Oil Patch is where together we learn and explore topics that affect us all in oil and gas, business, and in your community. Every week, our host, Kim Bellotto, along with me, Alvin Bailey, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch. And welcome to this week's In the Oil Patch. My name is Alvin Bailey, along with your host, Kim Bellotto. And Kim, we've got some great guests lined up today. We've got Neil Schmeichel with Balanced Energy Services in Canada coming up a little bit later in the show. It's been a week since we've been here. What's been going on? Well, you know, we have been so busy at Shell Magazine just working on launching a new uh, advocacy program. So I want to start talking about that. But we also have just launched our latest issue of Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine. And we have a very special guest in studio with us today to talk about the issue. That's right. We have our editor of the magazine, Lauren Guerra, joining us. Lauren, welcome to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Hold on, Lauren. Let me, let me get you a microphone here. There you go, Lauren. Hi, thank you for having me. So, Lauren, now that we have our latest issue out, tell us a little bit about what is in this issue. So this issue is the May-June issue of Shale. I'm very excited because this is our international business issue. We're going to be talking about international business topics. And on our cover, we have uh, Brandon Seal, who is with Howard Energy Partners. Uh, this is a company that is headquartered in San Antonio, Texas. They have some new projects they're working on down uh, near the border and across the border with our neighbors in Mexico. So there's a great article uh, written about those projects that they have started there. And it's, it's really good. I can't wait for y'all to read this issue. Well, Lauren, what's on the business side in this issue? Uh, well, Alvin, I don't want to give it all away because I want you to be able to enjoy the issue, but we have a really great article in the business section by Carlos Uresti, state senator uh, Carlos Uresti, on the LNG market. It's a really great article. I'm also really excited about uh, an article that Commissioner Porter submitted to us. Uh, this article is talking about a new executive director that has been brought on at the Texas Railroad Commission. Her name is Kimberly Corley. So you'll have an opportunity to get to know about her. Super. Now, Lauren, when does the new issue hit the shelves? Well, Alvin, the new issue has already started to make its way out. And so you should keep an eye out in the next seven to 10 days. You could probably find it in your area. Now, if folks can't find a hard copy of Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine because they go quickly. They do. When will they be able to read the digital version? Oh, uh, well, I would definitely invite them to check out our Facebook page because you'll get updates there. But keep an eye on our website. We're always updating it with the new issue. I expect that the new issue will be up on the website this coming week. Lauren Guerra, editor of Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine, thank you so much for joining us today. Now, Kim, we've got some other really exciting news to talk about this week. That's right, Alvin. You know, I, I just, before we jump into what we've been working on feverishly around Shell Magazine, I just want to say that, you know, this issue, the the international issue is probably one of the best we've had. It, it has got, um, you know, articles from PISA, from uh, Alex Epstein. We had him on the show, remember? The moral case Leslie. for fossil fuels, yes. Yes, um, it is going to be a great issue. I really encourage everyone to go to shellmag.com and spend some time there looking at the latest issue of Shell Magazine. Let's talk about Teak. 
This is big news. It is. Okay, so TEAK stands for Texas Energy Advocates Coalition, better known as TEAK. And that's T-E-A-C. Correct. Since, you know, your editor has corrected me a couple of times on that, my spelling and stuff. <laughs> yes. The acronym is TEAK, T-E-A-C. What, what is the coalition? You know, Alvin, we wanted to create an environment where like-minded individuals that support energy can come in and network and learn more about energy, its topics, its relevance, and most importantly, its importance in Texas. And so this coalition has been created so we can come together in a forum and learn more. So we'll have things like uh, mixers and breakfast and luncheons. Our state of energy will be wrapped around this coalition, as well as we're very excited that when session uh, begins in January, you know, we plan on being there. We plan on uh, participating in Energy Day, and we plan on supporting the organizations that are out there that are the energy organizations in helping get their message across uh, at the Capitol. So it's a really fun group. Uh, We see it as being probably one of the best groups around for the fact that there isn't a group out there who's wrangling up all of the people that are just uh, regular business folks. Uh, If you're a salesperson, if you're a cleaning, if you have a janitorial service, everybody that has an interest, whether it's growing your business or uh, wanting to get more involved. So in, individuals that are sales reps and um, nurses and doctors and uh, students and uh, companies, staffing agencies, you name it, this is their place. To sales come. professionals, you know, the, the sales professional that that's wanting to stay in tune, keep, keep you know, their, their finger on the pulse of what's going on in the industry. This is a perfect, perfect place to be able to do that. And, you know, it's so important because, Alvin, last year alone, we received over $15 billion in tax revenue from the oil and gas. And that was with the depressed market being what it is. So think about that. There are operators that just because the price of oil is low right now, they're not going anywhere. They're still here. They've laid off worldwide, but there's still tons and tons of people working in the oil and gas, and they still have to operate. This is an opportunity to grow your business It is still a very vibrant and viable industry, and getting involved in it is where you begin the process of networking. Now, along with Teak, I think, comes the Shell Mobile Network. What is is that? Well, you know, as part of being a member of Teak, there are many great things you get along with coming in and being a part of this coalition, and one of them is we have a Shell Mobile app that's a directory. The Shell Mobile Network will be shared with energy associations to encourage procurement and economic development and so in this directory we'll we'll list all of our individuals so picture it like a business card you go to a seminar or an expo and you give out your business cards and hope that somebody is going to contact you and you're going to develop some business out of the attending that event well teak is almost the same thing It's just we're statewide. And so we're putting everybody in the directory to encourage this economic development between each other and the energy industry and the business industry. So how do you, where do you find the the Shale Mobile Network app? It's real simple, Alvin. All you have to do is go to shale, S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G.com, Shale Mag. And there is a landing page that says Teak, T-E-A-C. 
click on it and there's all the information on the benefits why you want to join and you can sign up right there uh, online and then that'll direct you how to get to the shell mobile network app yes that also is on our home page as well well and the email to contact is info at shalemag.com that's info at shale s-h-a-l-e mag m-a-g dot com if you'd like to be put into the shale mobile app last cover party kim Huge success. Huge, huge, huge success. Victoria didn't want us to say anything, but they've got it going on down there. You're not kidding. You could tell the advertisers were like, don't tell anybody how busy we are. We don't want the word to get out. <laughs> they are swamped down there with they, work. They really are. Uh, they, they've done a great job, and they're going to continue doing a great job for years to come. Hey, Kim, I want to take a left turn for a second, and let's talk about an article that's up at Forbes.com. You know, it, it seems like... California is always leading the way on new environmental laws. And uh, that's a used to be. <laughs> used to be, exactly. Now, Pennsylvania's done a great job. And it's because of fracking and because of, of shale natural gas production. Let's talk about that article. Well, something that I believe is not commonly known, except in the energy circles, is there is an abundance of natural gas coming out of the shell place, as you stated, but there's also, it also burns a lot cleaner than any other form of energy that we're utilizing. And um, because there's such an abundance, Pennsylvania has been taking advantage. And at the same time, while they've been increasing their usage of natural gas, they've also been lowering their CO2 emissions by 30%. Therefore, they're actually leading even California with um, the amount of reduction that they are uh, doing because they're utilizing more of natural gas. Well, you know, there's there's basically, the way I see it, there's three green energies. There's wind, there's solar, and there's natural gas. Correct. And natural gas is abundant, and it's cheap, and it's clean. And Pennsylvania's used it to, to lower their CO2 emissions by 30%. You know, you're seeing this happening all over the United States, though. The really smart companies are taking all their fleets and converting them or purchasing now the natural gas fleets as opposed to regular fuel because it is cheap, there is an abundance, and it burns cleaner. You know, and, and being a, a fleet specialist, I get two or three calls a week, people asking about, uh, you know, LNG vehicles. And, you know, I've told people for years that, you know, it, it's, a, it's a great product and it's clean burning. And with LNG, you're not going to lose any of the performance of your vehicle. The problem has been thus far is the infrastructure and where can they fill those tanks up. And you know what? That's, it's getting easier and easier to find LNG filling stations. I read a recent article that was discussing that there are close to now 100 filling stations throughout the state of Texas. So you can actually now drive from major city to major city in Texas and find a fine fuel mm -hmm, for these vehicles. And, and the, view, the beauty of a, a natural gas vehicle is if you can't find natural gas, you can put gasoline in it and it'll burn gasoline as well. So you can almost, with the right size fuel tank, you can almost double the amount of fuel that you can carry on that vehicle. And Kim, kind of while we're on the subject of vehicles, I, I am a, a fleet specialist for the Caleb Auto Group. And I got a call earlier last week and we have two amazing Lexus dealerships. 
uh, Lexus of San Antonio and North Park Lexus Dominion. The Dominion store is an amazing facility. It's absolutely gorgeous. And you know what? They have too many Lexus stacked up, and they would really like to move some some really nice vehicles. So if you know anybody looking for a Lexus, give me a call, and we will take great care of you. So give me a call. Here's my cell number. I very rarely give my cell number out, but here it is. Write it down or punch it in your phone, area code 830-480-3656. Again, 830, punch it in your phone, 830-480-3656. Give me a call. We'll, we'll put you in a Lexus, let you drive it. And now we're going to switch gears just a little bit and bring in our correspondent from the Permian Basin area, the Executive Director of West Texas Energy Consortium, Catherine Stokes. Catherine, welcome to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Thanks, Kim. How are y'all doing today? Enjoying the beautiful weather. You know, we've had so much rain, and uh, it looks like it's just been beautiful for the past couple of days, so we've really been enjoying the weather. Uh, It's gotten a little bit cooler and uh, just busy, busy, busy. How are y'all doing out there in Permian Basin? We're we're doing great. We're doing great. The wind died down enough to enjoy Mother's Day, enjoy being outside, um, you know, hanging out and looking at all the wildflowers, and now we're just back at it. The wind's picked up a little bit. I don't know about down in y'all's area, but um, we're expecting good weather, and it's been nice and warm these last couple of days. Perfect. Well, it sounds like we're enjoying the same thing. Well, let's get started. Tell us a little bit about, you know, we, we really love having you on the show because you talk to us about all the things that are happening in the Permian uh, Basin area. You know, Texas being such a large state, it's really hard to uh, get a handle on all the great things that are happening. But, you know, we do have our show that airs in Houston, San Antonio, Midland area, Dallas, Fort Worth. And so we want to make sure that um, everybody that's in your area uh, understands what you guys are working on. So you guys have uh, an event coming up in June. Tell us a little bit about what that is. Right. The Permian Road Safety Coalition, which is basically a group that uh, was started and is being led by you know, quite, quite a few of our um, operators in our lo- larger uh, EMP companies, you know, Contra Resources, Pine Orange Natural Resources, Berger, um, Occidental, Anadarko, Conoco, Shell, Chevron, uh, you know, all those guys. And I'm sure I'm leaving, there's so many um, that are taking part in this, and they're doing their June forum. And uh, each forum that they've, that they've chosen to do, they try to focus on one aspect of transportation and driving. Um, for our, you know, our operators, our service and energy companies, and our transportation group. This uh, this forum that's going to take place Thursday, June 9th at the Midland Horseshoe Arena there from 9 to 1130, they're actually going to focus, their agenda is going to focus on um, driver fatigue. And they'll actually have an expert there who works with oil and gas safety and health, and she's part of a program at the CDC um, and takes part in the National Institute for Occupational Safety Health. She's going to provide a lot of information, a lot of that presentation on fatigue and industry-specific information. And the forum had also had been working on since the spring a uh, motor vehicle safety survey that we had sent out to well over 300 participants. And participants meaning companies, and so they could have, if, if it's a company of 20 people, they could have all 20 people within that company take that survey. And we're going to have um, our specialist from Apache Corporation that's going to follow up and share the insight and some of that information from the survey, and we hope to have that posted for our viewers and for anybody interested on the website after the forum. And one of the things that they found out during the forum 
and feedback that they had received are there are quite a few small, you know, mom and pop transporters, uh, companies that might have, you know, the owner who also drives a rig and might have an office person or two to take care of things, but they're not large businesses that have entire um, health and safety uh, departments or HR and recruiting departments and um, individuals that take care of their safety programs. So a lot of the feedback that we were getting from those groups was we would like to be able to have some um, safety presentations or presentations from the forum that we could take back and use as, as company owners for our small businesses so that they're still in compliance with you know, state and federal transportation laws and, and driver laws. So uh, we're going to be able to hand out some flash drives that will have the forum presentation on it and different safety meeting presentations that those companies will be able to go back and do with their drivers and with their contractors. Uh, so we're, we're reaching out to, you know, anybody and everybody in uh, the Permian Basin region, particularly those that are oil and gas operators, service and energy companies, or transporters uh, of any kind. And if they will go ahead and register, and they can go find their registration page on the consortium's website, it's WTXEC.org, or they can email us at info at permianroadsafety.org. We would love to have those folks there. You know, out in that area, it's it's rural. There are a lot of uh, vehicles, especially trucks, out on the road. And I just cannot uh, stress how important road safety is. And so I think, um, you know, this is an important topic definitely an important topic and um, I think that the more education you're bringing uh, the better off we'll all be. The other area of interest that I wanted to talk about is an event that you guys have coming up in August, uh, your summit. Let's talk a little bit about that. We actually have the um, E3 Summit which is our uh, Powering the Economy. We will be hosting that at in Abilene at their Civic Center August 10th through 11th. And the first day, which is the 10th, is going to be focused on our K-12 through educators. We're going to provide them with um, demonstrations, professional development sessions, and um, get them in touch with a lot of employers in the region. Our second day is going to um, focus on our business and industry individuals, our economic development leaders, workforce, and uh, a lot of our post-secondary administrators. Um, we have some really great keynote speakers. The first day we'll have Jason Latimer, who's done quite a few TED Talks. And if you just put Jason Latimer, if you go to YouTube and type in Jason Latimer, you can pull up a lot of videos that he's done. And he's been very inspirational to a lot of different science programs. And the second day we've been lucky enough to secure uh, Marshall Goldsmith, and he's written quite a few books on leadership and you know empowering young leaders and looking at, um, especially for those small business owners or entrepreneurs that are have a great idea, they have a great passion for, for what they want to create or the service that they want to provide, um, you know, teaching them some great leadership skills, and we've been lucky enough to secure him. And he's offered up to the first 200 registrants his latest book that he's published. And, again, registration and information about that, uh, those two days' events are it can be found at WTXEC.org on our website under our calendar of events, and that's open to anyone and everyone that has anything to do with education, business, industry, economic development, um, city leaders, so on and so forth. Sounds interesting. And lastly, you know, you guys, you all do so many amazing things out there in the community for, uh, in the way of scholarships, and you guys are getting ready to 
dole out some more money um, for this year as well. So tell me a little bit about you alls scholarship program and how does it work and how do uh, individuals get involved um, if they know somebody that might um, be a great candidate for looking at scholarship? Right, Kim. Um, uh, the consortium and our local workforce board partners, whether that's in the Permian Basin, Concho Valley, or West Central Texas area, we, we're really excited to be able to offer again this year just a variety of scholarship opportunities to both high school students wanting to take two dual credit courses and college students that are looking for um, some help with scholarship money. Um, For our high school students that are currently enrolled in in dual credit courses, we have a whole list of of programs of study that we would um, be able to cover as as part of that scholarship offering. Um, we're, We're kind of, we're focusing on those business management, anything that has to do with automotive technology, computer system networking, digital media, um, diesel technology. Uh, we have a lot of healthcare. We're looking at like our EMT and paramedics, our RN nursing, any kind of engineering, any of our trades folks or occupational safety, office management, um, web design, a lot of those, uh, anything in the energy industry, whether it's wind, solar, or um, oil and gas, we like to be able to offer those up. For our dual credit students, the, the eligibility guidelines are real easy. They just have to be at least 14 years old, a U.S. citizen or a non-citizen authorized to work in the U.S. Any of our, our high school students that are age 18 or older that are male you know, have to be registered for selective services. And um, for our post-secondary training and our, our college students looking for some help with scholarships, um, we, we try to give priority to those students who are in their final semesters of study that just need that um, little little extra help because what we were finding is right when the downturn was happening we had a lot of students that were going to school that they were paying for things and everything was going great but here either mom or dad was laid off or if they were an adult going to college um, hours have been cut back or they've been laid off and they're real close to like a semester or two semesters um, shy of being finished and so we want to give priority to those students that are real close but we'll we'll consider all comers and those funds can be used for cost of tuition, fees, books, any learning materials that are associated with those courses, or equipment that's required um, for participation in those courses. And eligibility uh, determination and supporting documentation is required. I know, you know, quite a few scholarships, especially for college courses, you know, they have you write an essay, and then you have to do a big, long ed- admissions. We've tried to make our um, uh, application as simple as possible with as as few hurdles to have to jump across as possible. So any of our high school students interested in dual credit scholarship funding or any of our college students that participate in Odessa College, Midland College, Western Texas College, Howard College, TSTC, Cisco, or Ranger, if they'll visit our website at wtxec.org forward slash scholarships, it'll take them to our scholarship page and there's a you know simple apply now button. And it's, it's electronic and it's online, and we have about $200,000 to be able to give away towards scholarships this year. Wait a minute. Let me get this straight. So you're all, you all have about $200,000 in scholarship funds to give out, and you also have streamlined the process to where it's not terribly daunting for a student uh, to go on there and fill out the information. So you've made it easy as well as giving out a whole lot of money. What an amazing thing you guys are doing. Um, and I'm sure, you know, with, with college fund, uh, college 
tuition and, and books and it's so expensive. Um, this really could help somebody. Um, so thank you so very much for um, all that you're doing out there. And we look forward to getting you back on the radio show to talk a little bit more about what's happening in your area here in the next upcoming weeks. So Catherine, thank you for joining us today and thank you for the update. And hopefully your weather will stay wonderful out there in the, in the Permian Basin area. Thank you, Kim. Y'all have a good week. Thank you. And with that, we do need to take a quick break. You're listening to In the Oil Patch with Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine. We'll be right back. Oil Field Experts is the only place you need to go to locate any part, any time for your automotive or oil field equipment needs. Specializing in hard-to-find oil field parts for your fleet maintenance needs, Oil Field Experts have been providing parts and accessories to keep your tools turning since 1965. From the auto repair shop to the pump jack, Call us to get the right part right now. Here's the number, so write it down. Oilfield Experts, 210-471-1923. Again, that's 210-471-1923. Support for In the Oil Patch comes from the West Texas Energy Consortium, connecting rural West Texas communities, where members and partners communicate about common issues, challenges, and workable solutions, as well as educating future energy industry leaders. For more information about the West Texas Energy Consortium, visit their website at www.wtxec.org or give them a call at 325-795-4206. The West Texas Energy Consortium, where capitalizing on regional energy growth means power in partnership. Hey, 2016 is a great time to grow your business, and there is no time like the present to improve the awareness of your brand. Any business can benefit from advertising to the oil and gas industry, but it's really important to partner with a marketing company that has a proven track record with this growing industry. Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine is the one-stop shop that'll keep you in front of the customers that you need to grow your business. So let's start growing your business in Texas. Email us, info at shalemag.com. Again, that's info at shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G, dot com. Or you can call us, 210-240-7188. Again, that's 210-240-7188. Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine provides services like print advertising and digital marketing. Our digital advertising services include website, email, radio, video, and social media. Shale also provides specialized web services from website management to search engine optimization and social media management. Visit our website, shalemag.com. Once again, that's shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G.com to learn more. Shale is your one-stop shop for growing your business. Pick up the phone today and call 210 210- 240-7188. Again, 210-240-7188. And welcome back to In the Oil Patch. My name is Alvin Bailey along with your host, Kim Bellato. We've got a very special guest today, Kim, Neil Schmeichel of Balanced Energy Services in Canada. Kim? Oh, I know, Alvin. Isn't that exciting that this is actually our first guest that's actually from a neighboring country outside of the United States? And while we've interviewed a lot of um, major uh, players in the energy sector that they have energy services outside the United States, um, you know, we really are going to get to hear the perspective from from Canada, our our neighbors. And so, um, Neil, welcome to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. How are you today? I'm very well. Thanks for having me. Well, you know, um, as I was telling Alvin, we're really excited to have you on uh, because you are actually our first 
interview from a neighboring country. So first of all, um, you are the president of Balance Energy Services. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your company. Sure. And so first of all, thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm honored to be your first international guest, I suppose. So Balanced Energy Services is located in the southern part of Alberta in Canada, and uh, we are a coil tubing operator, so very involved with the uh, completion and ongoing service requirements for uh, the, the wells in the Canadian Western Sedimentary Basin. Uh, Balanced Energy was established in 2007, sort of a grassroots uh, initiative. We've, we've built our company up from from nothing, and uh, we currently operate uh, seven coil tubing spreads up here in, in Canada, and uh, very similar operations to what the folks in Texas involved in the, in the shale production are uh, involved with. So, Neil, do you guys exclusively operate in Canada? Yeah, yes. For the, uh, we, we haven't operated outside the Canadian borders. Uh, of course, uh, Canada is a very large geographic area. We cover uh, four provinces, uh, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta, and British Columbia. So I guess to put that in perspective, we would operate in a geographic region that would probably stretch from Louisiana to the western edge of Texas. Very interesting. So Neil, tell us a little bit about how is Canada faring with these prices, the oil prices right now? What, how is, what's the impact for you guys? Sure. So uh, what's occurred over the course of the last couple of years since this uh, price war started in, in 2014 has actually been quite devastating for Western Canada in particular, but for all of our nation. The energy market represents something in the order of 10% of gross domestic product and 25% of our national exports. So as you can imagine, uh, this this price uh, shock or this current crisis has far-reaching implications for the entire country. How do you feel about some of the changes that have been occurring worldwide, uh, the changes that the U.S. has made here in this area? You know, we basically have shale now going on in, in major parts of the United States. There's probably my last check, there was like 32 shale plays going on all over the United States. How do you feel about the changes that are occurring worldwide with some of the uh, changes as, as a result of shale? Sure. So as a business owner and as someone who's dedicated their lives to uh, to the production of, of oil and gas, it's extremely frustrating. Um, from the Canadian perspective, uh, what happens in the United States is extremely relevant uh, to what we do on a daily basis. And, um, you know, so if, if we're talking about subjects like Keystone XL and the refusal to uh, put that pipeline in place and and allow uh, Canadian production access to to more markets, or the uh, uh, the trend up here in Canada to more left leaning governments and increased opposition to uh, pipeline development, whether it's to our east coast tidewater or or south uh, across U.S. borders, uh, extremely frustrating because uh, you know there's been an ongoing effort from our industry to develop that in- infrastructure over the course of time. And uh, the process is really being bogged down. It's very harmful, A, to our industry, B, to uh, our entire country. So uh, I find the whole trend uh, very frustrating. 
and uh, and then of course everything's been exacerbated over the course of the last couple of years with this with this uh, crisis in terms of uh, crude oil pricing. So, well, we want to get into crude oil pricing a little bit later with you, but Neil, can you spend a minute and explain the difference between oil extraction and production in Canada versus how we do it down here in our shale plays? Sure. So uh, the, the segment of the industry that uh, that balanced energy is involved in is very similar to the operations that are occurring down there in Texas in that we're extracting conventional oil resources, WTI uh, grade oil from from tight shale and, and just tight uh, formations in general. So horizontal drilling, multi-state fracturing, Operations up here in Canada are very similar to, to those that are happening down uh, in the Permian Basin and the Eagle Fruit Shale. Uh, so there, we can draw a lot of parallels there. I think the primary difference uh, in, in Canada is that much of the Canadian production uh, is heavy oil, uh, and, and it's um, ideal for the refinery infrastructure that is built out currently in the United States. It comes from a place called Fort McMurray. Uh, and that's been in the news lately because of some wildfires. Um, but the methods of extraction in that area are um, are very different. So this is heavy oil, and they're using technologies such as steam-assisted gravity drainage, or in some cases mining, uh, to extract this very heavy bitumen product. It's uh, refined to an extent diluent is added and then shipped to... Um, to many of the uh, U.S. refineries as, as a heavy product. Very interesting, Neil. But we have to take a quick break, and we'll be right back within the Oil Patch Radio Show. Hey, oil and gas friends, Alvin Bailey here. You know, every week, Kim and I work really hard to bring you up to speed with what's going on out here in the Texas oil patch. I also want to take just a minute to talk to you about your fleet needs. Whether you have one truck or 1,000 trucks in your fleet, I can help you. Call me when you have a minute and let's talk trucks. Did you know that the Kalig Auto Group offers pickup and delivery right from our service departments? And I'll bring the dealership right to your desk. You don't need to drop what you're doing and come waste hours and hours of your valuable time haggling over pennies. I have a very transparent process with a simple pricing formula that ensures you're always going to get a very competitive price and the very best service available in the industry. So call me today, area code 830-480-3656. Again, 830-480-3656, and let's talk. The Kalig Auto Group has Ford and Ram trucks for your heavy-duty needs. We also carry Mazda, Subaru, Volkswagen, Jeep, even Lincoln and Lexus for your luxury needs, and we have an Audi store coming soon. So whether you need work trucks for your day-to-day business or a new Lincoln or Lexus for you personally, call me. My cell number is 830-480-3656. Again, 830-480-3656, or you can always email me. A Bailey at KalegAuto.com. That's A Bailey, B A I L E Y, at Kalig, K A H L I G, Auto, A U T O.com. I look forward to seeing you down the road. Support for In the Oil Patch comes from the West Texas Energy Consortium, connecting rural West Texas communities, where members and partners communicate about common issues, challenges, and workable solutions, as well as educating future energy industry leaders. For more information about the West Texas Energy Consortium, visit their website at www.wtxec.org. 
or give them a call at 325-795-4206. The West Texas Energy Consortium, where capitalizing on regional energy growth means power in partnership. And welcome back to In the Oil Patch with Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine. My name is Alvin Bailey, along with your host, Kim Bellotto, and we're visiting today with Neil Schmeichel. Kim? So, Neil, before the break, we were kind of discussing uh, the impact of shale in Canada and how you guys are extracting your oil and finding out that it's very much like the U.S. shale production that's occurring here. But I wanted to ask you your thoughts on the Keystone Pipeline. You know, here in the United States, we hear so much uh, in the media. And, of course, um, the administration we currently have is a very anti-Keystone um, and I know that they have put up many roadblocks to avoid continuing the pipeline. However, on the other side of the coin, there are many, many, many individuals in the United States that support it and um, have a different opinion uh, and do not believe that it's been proven that it is uh, anything remotely dangerous to the environment. So what are you what are you hearing in Canada and how do you feel about the Keystone Pipeline? One of the, the, the frustrations as a Canadian is that we don't have the right to cross the border and vote. Uh, although, uh, of course, what happens uh, in the U.S. administration affects us a great deal, as, as we alluded to before the break, in terms of the United States being the only market for the 4.5 million barrels of, of crude oil that's produced in Canada. So the Obama administration, uh, of course, uh, even um, after their own regulatory agencies approved the uh, Keystone Pipeline on, uh, on the basis of, uh, of environmental standards, um, saw fit to, uh, to block the development of that pipeline. So you can imagine as, uh, as a Canadian oil producer, uh, that, that, that was a very frustrating development. Of course, we're at the end of that administration, and uh, you can say that we're we're watching with great intent from this side of the border to see what happens in the next election cycle. We've had uh, Ms. Clinton stand up, I think, during the process of the New York primaries and to, to announce to the world that no one should need worry about the effects of fracking should, uh, should she be elected because she'll simply put a stop to it now. Of course, that's one thing to say and another thing to do, but the prospect of having another administration in the U.S. that has the same anti-energy sentiment as we've endured for the last eight years is troubling, to say the least. Um, I agree. So I think uh, we agree that this year's election is is just vital to um, looking and seeing uh, which of the two presidential candidates um, are going to be friendly to energy. You know, it it really does uh, speak volumes when you, I just cannot seem to wrap my head around, Neil, the fact that that we do not understand how important energy is to us. You know, it is in, we use it in every single thing we use every single day. And unfortunately for um, these environmentalists, or should I say these extreme environmentalists, they don't, I don't know if they just don't get that, that like, well, what are we supposed to do? You know, you, you can't use a cell phone, it's in makeup, it's in toothpaste, it's in everything that we utilize daily. And yet, there is nothing out there right now, there might be in 10 to 15 years with wind and solar and other energy sources. But right now, oil and gas is it. And they've put 
pretty much coal out of business, and now they're on uh, the path of oil and gas. And, um, you know, it's really comical. I, I laugh with a lot of my friends uh, discussing, you know, we are, if, if they have their way, we will be um, like that show. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. It's called Naked and Afraid. And it truly is um, an eye-opener to see we need to really understand that that is who we will become if we get rid of energy right now. Um, And I just don't uh, buy this whole, you know, cataclysmic type of event that's going to happen because of global warming. I mean, you hear it, it hasn't been proven specifically that we are, you know, in this danger area. So I guess the point is we should all just become naked and afraid. Well, you're, you're right. It, it, it's, it, is a, it is very much a comedy. The unfortunate part of that is it's a tragic comedy. And, uh, you know, there seems to be these underlying assumptions that uh, the sun will shine and the wind will blow and, uh, you know, we'll be able to replace all of the energy and, and petroleum products in the world overnight. Uh, of course, uh, a lot of this is supported uh, by uh, the Hollywood uh, uh, protest crowd, you know, and uh, and one thing that I have to say is that as energy producers, we are, of course, uh, stewards of the environment and, and primarily responsible for our own activities. And I think, uh, well, I don't think, I know, that uh, in North America, and I'll include the United States and Canada simultaneously in this sentence, we are some of the most efficient and highly regulated producers of energy in the globe. I totally agree with you, and I think that when we look at that, we have to recognize that this is the energy industry doing it on their own and not because they're regulated. Neil, we have to take a quick break. We'll be right back within the Oil Patch Radio Show. Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine is the one-stop shop that'll keep you in front of the customers that you need to grow your business. So let's start growing your business in Texas. Email us, info at shalemag.com. Amerijet's global cargo shipping and freight forwarding network is ready to take care of all your shipping needs. Shipping manufactured oversized parts, oil and gas field equipment, or supplies domestically or internationally? Amerijet is your full-service multimodal transportation and logistics provider, offering domestic and international scheduled all-cargo transport via land, sea, and air. Amerijet will connect your company to over 30 major cities in the U.S., with more than 625 destinations worldwide, providing global transportation solutions throughout the Americas, Mexico, the Caribbean, Europe, Asia, and the Middle East. Our 40-plus years of experience in the energy industry will help drive your excellent performance. Let Amerijet's global team ensure the safe delivery of your cargo. From oversized hazardous materials, which include oil and lubricants and heavy weight cargo, to your chosen destination. For on-time delivery, Amerijet Houston is your commercial shipping partner. Call Amerijet at 844-651-7956. Once again, that's 844-651-7956. Or visit us at Amerijet.com. And welcome back to In the Oil Patch. My name is Alvin Bailey, along with your host, Kim Bellotto, visiting today with Neil Schmeichel, the president of Balanced Energy Services in Canada. And Neil, when we went to break, we were talking about some of the different lobbies that are going on politically. And, you know, I I have a theory that we are going to develop alternative and secondary sources of energy. But but I also believe in my heart that it's going to take profits from the sale and production of fossil fuels in order to get there. And, And we may be 20 years away. We may be 50 years away. We may be 100 years away. But we've got way more fossil fuels to use up than we're going to be able to, to use in 10 lifetimes. You want to you jump in on that? 
Yeah, absolutely. And so we talk about the, 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 the responsible and the sustainable development of energy resources. And um, it is the, the, the simple truth is that the world needs both renewable uh, energy sources and fossil fuels. I mean, we, we alluded to this earlier in the conversation about how petroleum products uh, are, are integral in our daily lives, from from the, the uh, bottoms of our sneakers to the cars that we drive, the cell phones that we hold in our hands. Um, the answer, uh, you know, and we tend to argue from the extreme left and the extreme right uh, on this issue, is, is simply that the world needs both, and 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 there should be, and you see a lot of energy companies being responsible and allocating a certain percentage of their annual revenues or profits to to developing alternative forms of energy, um, that is uh, that's commendable. Um, some of the uh, the extreme lobbyists that are out there would have us believe that uh, we should leave all of the oil in the ground and and uh, the whole world will run on wind power. And of course, that notion is um, is simply ridiculous. Uh, we have an old saying in Alberta. I'm sure there's something similar down in your neck of the woods that let's fill up the, the car and, and put on our plastic running shoes and head down to the oil protest. And, you know, and uh, uh, these folks that are making these arguments are simply uh, ill-informed and, and uh, ignorant to the realities of of the world we live in today. And it's uh, unfortunately unfortunate that they get uh, quite a bit of airtime. True. You know, one of the things that we really try to um, hit on here on the show a lot is uh, with our listeners is how important this election is to uh, us as a country. One, because, you know, U.S. Shell Plays is actually, to me, a game changer. It's a U.S. shale revolution that's occurring. It's, it's allowing us to become energy independent uh, for the first time in many, many, many years. And so that being said, you know, this election is so important to um, – you know, be educated on who stands for what, especially when we talk about such an important topic like energy. Because you are correct. If you think and if you, um, you know, depending on what you believe, if you think that, um, you know, having uh, doing away with the uh, energy right now will not have an impact on your pocketbook and on your daily lives, it is going to. And, And I do agree with you that diversity is the key. We need all of it. We need all this energy. We need renewable energies, but we also need to understand we're about maybe 15 years off from having that and having enough to be able to supply ourselves with it. So in the meantime, um, you know, we have to think along those lines that if we uh, lower the ability to have access to it, then it drives up the cost of of everything that we utilize. So there's an impact. In the U.S., um, right now we're having an election for our president. Um, How do you feel about the U.S. election? How important is it to Canada? I would imagine since we're your number one buyer and your only buyer, this is pretty important to you guys. No, you're absolutely right. The the election cycle in the United States is, is, is critical to us up here in Canada, particularly in this, uh, in this sector, um, you know, and, and we can, we could have an argument about whether, uh, sort of this, uh, campaign rhetoric might ever come to pass, but the, the, the underlying, uh, importance of, of a statement like that is, is the administration is going to set the tone for the, uh, regulatory environment and the, uh, the general goodwill or, lack there 
of for this industry. So, um, you know, and again, talk about the energy industry as a whole, and really North America is an integrated market. Uh, I mean, um, despite the uh, complications with Keystone XL, um, the 49th parallel doesn't really exist in terms of most pipeline infrastructure, whether we're talking about gas or we're talking about oil. So the attitude of the administrations uh, in Canada and in the United States are of vital importance to, uh, to the industry on both sides of this border. You know, um, we haven't really discussed um, what we believe will be the nominee for the Republican Party, Donald Trump. But he has voiced some uh, opinions on the energy as well. And um, so while they're, both of these candidates have large concerns on both ends, um, you know, the fact that he's coming out and talking about there are some issues here with other countries and that the United States needs to be looking out for our best interests uh, in the area of energy um, is a really good sign. Because I think at the end of the day, if we... If we elect the uh, wrong candidate, you know, it, it does have that bigger impact for us. And, and what I mean by that is that just I don't think that the general public really understands that with this past administration, the energy industry has just gone through some major changes with the EPA. So they are trying to regulate uh, with Waters of America, which is basically even regulating puddles of water, standing puddles of water, to uh, the air. To um, and, and that's important, but as you stated earlier, the energy industry is pretty much working on the technology to lower this admissions. So they're doing it voluntarily. And, and you know, it goes on and on and on. Guys, we do need to take a quick break. When we come back, Neil and Kim, let's talk about some of the challenges that U.S. shale producers as well as the Canadian shale producers are facing. You're listening to In the Oil Patch. My name is Alvin Bailey along with your host, Kim Bellotto, and we'll be right back. Good news, Texas. Barra Solutions has arrived on the oil and gas scene with the ability to increase production with zero capital cost to the producer and zero cost to the environment. With the right conditions, Barrow will help your stagnant oil well produce again, with some wells ramping back up to 50% of their original production output. As EOR expert Randy Crow says, this is huge and this is very, very real. For more information, call 316-858-0946. Again, that's 316-858-0946. Or email Randy Crow directly at randy at rstarconsult.com. That's randy at rstarconsult.com. Specializing in hard-to-find oil-filled parts for your fleet maintenance needs, oil-filled experts have been providing parts and accessories to keep your tools turning since 1965. From the auto repair shop to the pump jack, call us to get the right part right now. Here's the number, so write it down. 210-471-1923. And welcome back to In the Oil Patch. My name's Alvin Bailey, along with your host, Kim Bellotto, visiting with Neil Schmeichel of balanced energy services out of Canada. And Neil, before we went to break, and Kim, I brought up, let's talk about some of the challenges that U.S. shale producers as well as the Canadian producers are facing, and, and what's what's y'all's take on it? Sure. Uh, you know, notwithstanding the, the, the obvious, the elephant in the room, if you will, and we're dealing with prices within roughly half of, of, of what they, they probably should be. Um, so this, this, the challenges in, in the, the Canadian market and the challenges in the U.S. market are very, very similar. And, and, and that stands to reason because, uh, you know, like I said, we have a very integrated market, um, you know, the, the, 
talk about U.S. production or, or talk about Canadian production. What we're really talking about is North American production. And uh, I think there's been some substantial uh, challenges uh, to the industry um, outside of the, of, of, of the price uh, crash. You know, um, one of the uh, it's nice to see that some of the um, the major hurdles or obstacles in, in front of us have actually been removed. Uh, so North America has until recently been uh, a landlocked uh, market. I think U.S. Uh, regulation prevented the exports of uh, crude oil up until uh, just a few months ago. So um, as the North American production has increased so dramatically over the course of the last five years and with the infrastructure having been built out to support heavy oil um, refining, uh, you know, it was very important uh, to be able to move um, the light, tight oil from from all this shale production offshores in order to normalize the market. And the same can be said for uh, the shale gas production. Uh, North America is simply swimming in, um, in in gas production right now. And of course, that, that's put a lot of pressure on producers because uh, ultimately that, that much supply leads to... Uh, to, to low prices. So the ability to export that in the form of LNG, I think there's been a couple of facilities um, opened in the United States and uh, the change in regulation to uh, finally start to move some of the oil production off North American shores uh, it represents uh, you know, a substantial improvement in the, uh, in the macro environment for for North American energy production. Uh, that's one thing. Of course, uh, one of the big hurdles that stands in front of us is, is there's a tremendous amount of, um, of uh, debt uh, in the industry uh, leveraged up quite a bit in order to uh, um, support, you know, the some 5 million barrels a day of, uh, of additional crude oil production that, that we've realized since 2009. Um, the price crash exacerbated um, that uh, that situation, and we've got a lot of service companies and uh, E&P companies that are facing, uh, quite frankly, uh, a serious crisis in that uh, uh, the debt levels are just too high. So it, it's going to take a while to normalize, and I think that's probably the land mine, or the minefield rather that that we have to negotiate here over the course of the next 12 months in order to. Uh, Sort of get this um, this last couple of years in, in the rearview mirror, and and I think that's that that's uh, probably keeping a lot of executives awake at night. Uh, probably a couple. <laughs> so Neil, we've got about maybe thirty seconds left, and I just wanted to ask you a quick question about prices of oil, the elephant in the room. Do you think that we have reached the bottom um, and, um, you know, we've been for 30 days pretty consecutive with a price that's in the 40s. Have we hit the bottom in your opinion? I know you're not an expert, but what is your feeling of have we reached the bottom and are we climbing our way out? Well, I think if uh, you're absolutely right. If any of us knew for sure, we would uh, we wouldn't be uh, doing this radio show. We'd probably be sitting on a on a beach somewhere in a very expensive resort because we'd be very well. <laughs> exactly. But, but I believe that the oil price has reached the bottom.
bottom. I mean, fundamentally, um, you know, we, we define a market that's in tight supply uh, when it's in a range of 2.5 million barrels a day of the consumption level. We've been under that threshold for 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 probably the better part of a year already. Um, unfortunately, the, the market can remain irrational longer than some of us can remain solvent. And uh, the reality is sentiment is dictating that price we 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 hear at nauseum um, the the quotes from from various uh, news agencies that cite uh, these high inventory levels as the um, the cause of uh, these low prices and we talk about Saudi Arabia producing at record levels well that's old news they've been producing at record levels for the last 18 months the number doesn't change much in any direction simultaneously we've cut capex across the globe some 40% outside of the Saudi Arabia discussion all of that has to come home to roost, and, and, and typically markets overcorrect in both directions. I think we'll probably lag along here for a while, and then eventually uh, the fundamentals will catch up with sentiment and, and change sentiment, and we probably overcorrect to the upside. I saw some EIA data this morning, um, and that I respect the EIA very much and their opinion that uh, you know, we're probably trading in the $75 U.S. range uh, in 2017. I have no problem believing that story. I think, uh, as I said, the, the fundamentals have uh, already called for higher prices. Uh, we just simply uh, have market sentiment that hasn't uh, caught up to reality yet. Exactly. And I think that also equates back to the media, which is always slow to start reporting. But Neil, it has been a pleasure having you on the show today. Great guest, good information. And we look forward to having you back on in the Oil Patch Radio Show very soon. Thank, thank you so much. And I look forward down to, to, to get down to uh, Texas and, and visit some of you folks down there. Neil, thanks again for being a guest on today's show. And Kim, I think it's time to do some In the Oil Patch trivia. What do you think? I agree, Alvin. If you're the very first person to email the correct answer to the following trivia question, you'll win a $75 gift certificate to the beautiful and yummy Palm Restaurant in Houston. Write down this email address. It's radio at shalemag.com. Again, radio at shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G, dot com. And Kim, what is today's trivia question? Who was the first international guest that we had on In the Oil Patch Radio Show? Please email the correct answer to radio at shellmag.com. Again, that's radio at shale, S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G.com. The first correct email is the winner. Of a $75 gift certificate to the Palm Restaurant. Now, Kim, do they need to know the name or are we going to let them pick the company name? As I think or? either. Okay, so either the, the, the person's name or the company name of the very first international guest we had here on In the Oil Patch. Yes. Super. Well, Kim, I think that's about going to put a wrap on this week's In the Oil Patch with Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine. Great show today. Great guest. I agree, Alvin. Another great show in the books. And as we close out, we want to remind you, please look for us on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash In the Oil Patch Radio Show. And Kim, we'll talk again next week. Adios. In the Oil Patch is where together we learn and explore topics that affect us all in oil and gas, business, and in your community. Every week, our host, Kim Bellotto, along with me, Alvin Bailey, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch.